Quatu ferata nectar. Okay. It doesn't work? No. Okay. Hello, creepy friends. No? I'm just going to go with spooky. That still doesn't work. Yeah, go with spooky. Because creepy friends, right? it's like you're talking about your friend from college who he accidentally sometimes gropes somebody. I have a guy that I, I'm not going to say his name just in case he ever listens to the podcast, but I always refer to him as creepy blank. Yeah. And... That's just like, yeah. He's the guy yeah. who sometimes gropes people. Right. Well, he wasn't that kind well, of creepy. Yeah. I'm talking about my he just, like, came... friend. Oh, gotcha. No, the reason I call him creepy blank is because he came up, like, how I met him was it was New Student Weekend, and he came up to me at a bowling alley super randomly. It was just like, hey, I live in this dorm. Can I have your number? And I was like, sure. Because, like, we were meeting people and, like, you know, right. mingling and stuff. But, yeah, I was like, it's just very creepy. Anyway, so... Uh, this is Don't Touch That, It's Haunted, and we're trying to figure out <laughs> what the intro should be. Like so, yes. Hello, spooky friends. I think I like that one. All the right. only issue is that this isn't really like a spooky podcast. It's like a, I don't know. I'll play with it. Let me know on Instagram or on uh, Gmail what you think. So, Or if you know me personally, call me. So yeah, this is uh, Don't Touch That, It's Haunted, a podcast where we talk about all manner of spooky, macabre, and taboo subjects. My name is Grace, and with me, almost as always, is Adam. Yeah. You know what I realized? Uh, I was listening to Tinfoil Radio, and um, Jake was plugging the episode that we all did together, and he was like, yeah, so I did this podcast with Grace and her fiancé, and I was like, have we never mentioned on this podcast that you and I are engaged? I don't know. I mean, we said that we live together, but you could be my roommate. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Adam, Adam's my, I like the way the chick said it, fiance. <laughs> so we're getting married next October. So spooky. There will probably be some spooky things. 100%. Well, we're talking about the, uh, using the, how do you say it? Ne ne necro, necro Comic Con? It's, ne is it Necro Comic Con or is it? I, but the the book from uh, Evil Dead uh, as our like guest sign in book because our Necronomicon Necronomicon that's right I, I always want to say Comic Con because we're Comic Con people but um when our wedding day is the fortieth anniversary of Evil Dead and so I was like ooh be pretty cool so there will be a chainsaw. Sweating. Yeah. Well, Ashley Williams will be there. That's true. So, <laughs> okay. So uh, today, since last week was very heavy, <laughs> very, very heavy, I figured we'd talk about something a little lighter um, and then kind of bum pe people out again. Because uh, So we're going to uh, talk about some, um, I don't want to say objects because we're also going to talk about cats, but like objects things whatever that are associated with witchcraft and why those things are associated with witchcraft and then the uh second half if we've got some time um i want to talk about the scariest thing that we've ever been through happened one year ago this week yeah. um well i guess i say we but it was definitely the scariest thing i've ever been through i guess i don't know if you would say that just because you weren't like Ah. In the whole experience, wasn't that scary for me? Yeah, see, that's what because you were, you were only aware of like the last two days. So, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll discuss that on the uh, second half. So, are you ready to talk about some witchy things? I am, and with us today is our black kitty. Yes, so we are going to talk about black cats, as I said, um, and we have a black cat who's the one that you've heard in previous episodes being a little asshole. But we love him dearly, and uh, Adam calls him my familiar. And oh, he is—he's getting some scratches right now. Uh, his name is Blue Radley, and uh, we also have Scout, 
Adam named them after uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And he's just, he's a chubby little cuddly monster. He's the sweetest little guy and <laughs> um, our most troubled kitty. So, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about black cats. And while doing this research, I was just like, hand me Boo Radley. <laughs> I needed to hug him and let him know that it was all going to be okay. So. Adam is drinking a cider out of a koozie that I knit of a little sweater. It's got little hands. It's nice, but it's pretty darn cute. It's kind of hard to drink with one hand. It's kind of I know. I know. It's got like little handles. It's like a it's a it's a novelty little guy. I am drinking a tea because I forgot that we had um, cider, like hard cider. Uh, I'm drinking a tea out of my Jack Skellington mug. So. One of your Jacks. One of, yeah, this one has Oogie Boogie and Sally and Jack on it, so. All right, uh, oh, Blue Radley is doing stuff, so if you hear cats, I'm sorry. Um, all right, so this, the first thing we're going to talk about is brooms. Why do witches ride brooms? And I talked to you about this the other day, and I wish I hadn't, because I want to hear your reaction again on here. I honestly forgot, so. Okay, cool. Um, so this, uh, I got this from a Forbes article entitled The Origin of Witches Riding Broomsticks, Drugs from Nature Plus Shakespeare by David Kroll. Um, there's some plant heavy language in this and I'm going to butcher pronunciations and it's going to be great. You're not a herbologist. That's true. I did a uh, herbalist. Man, I'm going to mess it up. Well, it's herbology. Yeah. So herbologist? I don't know. Botanist. I did, I did take botany in college and failed it miserably, but most of my class did <laughs> like that just that year that class was very hard i think 20 percent of the class passed the final so what you're saying is if they went on went to mars as a botanist they would not have survived unlike matt damon correct i yeah no i would have i would not have planted potatoes just saying that much all right so the historical and i am uh, reading directly from this article so the historical depiction depiction of witches writing broomsticks has its origins in hallucinogenic plant pharmacology as popularized by Shakespeare, but the indigenous knowledge predates even him. Hallucinogenic chemicals called tropane alkaloids are made by a number of plants, including, now I'm not going to use their scientific names, I'm just going to use their like common names because they're Look them up if you want to. I you it's Latin. It's a lot of Latin. You don't speak Latin. I don't speak Latin. You didn't go to Catholic school. I did not. I did not. Um, all right. So deadly nightshade, which we know from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, henbane, mandrake, and jimson weed. During the Middle Ages, parts of these plants were used to make brews, ointments, or witches' salves for witchcraft, sorcery, and other nefarious activities. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, somewhere along the line, the observation was made that the hallucinogenic compounds, oh, here we go, hyocene in particular, also known as scopolamine, could, ah. uh, yes, yes, scopolamine, yes, 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 yes. Uh, could be absorbed through sweat glands in the armpit, or here we go, via the mucous membranes of the rectum or vaginal areas. Oh, yeah. That's, See where I'm going, going with this? As, as compared to eating the plants or drinking their extracts, axial, rectal, and vaginal roots of administration also bypass the first cycle of rapid metabolism by the liver and severe internal discomfort. Jesus. So a lot of these plants, if you eat them, they'll get you high, but... Your stomach's going to hurt. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Um, just I wonder how... if it's kind of like getting a hangover after drinking. Like I don't or, know. Or are you high and having? I think you're high and you're having, yeah. Okay. It's like, so if, like, um, you know how when, sometimes when I eat a lot of dairy, my stomach's like, I'm not happy with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm just aging. So, uh, just how did the alleged witches apply said ointments? According to man, I don't know who man is, but it's like, uh, it's capitalized, so it's like a name. Oh, okay. But it doesn't reference anyone, right? 
I don't, I don't freaking know. Uh, the earliest clues come from a 1324 investigation of the case of Lady Alice Keitler. Um, quote, in rifling the closet of the lady, they found a pipe of ointment wherewither she greased the greased a staff upon which she ampled and galloped through thick and thin. So basically these witches, quote, witches are uh, putting these hallucinogenics on broomsticks and then sitting on them naked and getting high. So yeah. Um, so why are witches depicted as flying on the broomsticks? Uh, so the tropane alkaloid hallucinogenics tend to cause sleep, but with dreams that involved flying, quote, wild rides and frenzied dancing. So basically it's, um, you know, like they would just get high and have these dreams that they were flying. So people were like, oh, well, they must have flown if they remember right. doing it. So, yeah. Can we actually prove that they did not fly? No. There weren't any witnesses, I guess. I don't know. Nobody wrote it down. Right, nobody wrote it down. Well, this was, what did I say? The 13 something? They yeah, 1324. They could have wrote so. it down. There were more important things to write down, like, hey, there's a plague. Well, there's like a, there's like an old, uh, like the first modern complaint. No, the first complaint is mm -hmm. written on chisel is about the delivery of something didn't arrive on time. <laughs> so, I mean, somebody complained. That, that is the greatest thing I think I've ever heard it's in my a, it's life. It's in a museum, yeah. I'll look up the actual details when we're not there. Right. I wonder what it was. It, was, it, it actually said in the thing. Yeah. You don't have to look it up right now. That's fine. Um, all right. So, moving on, because um, I just learned that this was a thing like last month. Um, so this comes from an article called Is Eye of Newt a Real Thing by Deborah Ronka. And this is from HowStuffWorks.com. Um, so, you know, Shakespeare, uh, what is it, Macbeth, when they're, you know, double, double, boil and trouble, and they're talking about all the stuff they're throwing right. in the witch's brew. Um, apparently, those are all real things, but they're not what you think that they are. So, which, by the way, can we talk about Macbeth for a second? Because I think I've told you this story, but I love telling this story because of how angry it makes me. Um, so, you know, in the theater, you do not say Macbeth in the theater unless you're performing Macbeth. Right. Then it's acceptable because, because bad things happen. Well, there was a opening night. I think it was uh, we were doing Andromache. Yeah. And uh, opening night day if that makes sense. We were like finishing up set and stuff and uh, someone kept saying Macbeth over and over and a bunch you of them. You that. can't do that. And she was like, it's not real. It's not real. We're like, you know, but respect the fact that we truly believe it is like, you know, it's just, it's a respect thing, whatever. So that night, again, opening night, um, it was like, uh, I want to say it was like 20 minutes before house opened. So we're all getting ready. We're all in like full dress and the fire alarm goes off and we're like, we have to evacuate the building, right. but we're all like full dressed, right? So we go outside and it starts downpouring and hailing, <laughs> right? And so um, of course, everyone's like, what the hell? Like, this is so weird. And I point to the person who shall remain nameless and go, this person said Macbeth in the theater. And of course, everyone turns and it's like, why would you do that? What the hell? It was, yeah. it was fucking ridiculous. Um, also, it turned out that the fire alarm went off because um, Dan was, he had this like beehive hairdo, like Jimmy Neutron hair, and he was standing under the sensor spraying it with hairspray and the sensor went off. That's funny. It was really hilarious. Dan. Dan. The guy who's going to uh, officiate. Yeah. Oh. He, uh, he told me he was going to listen to this podcast. So if you do, Dan, hello. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> you started finger gunning. I'm like, they can't hear that. Well. Eye of Newt. What a crazy concoction is this? Again, I'm reading directly from the, from the article. Of course, Macbeth is a uh, fictional work, but there are certainly people around the world, back then and today, who do practice witchcraft. 
Do they really use these types of things? If so, it sounds like some animal, animal right activists should get involved. All those newts stumbling around without eyes. Oh my god. I love that line. An eye leaves all newts blind. Wow. <laughs> Is that from something? No, I just... Oh, whoa, look at you! Just used eye for an eye and like replaced it. it with newts. That's a, that's a song, that's like a heavy metal band song. Or like a, <laughs> like a... Like emo music, like, you know, like 2009 emo kids. That sounds like something they would have listened to. Um... Worry not, however, Eye of Newt is a real thing, but not literally. All of the ingredients in witch's brew are simply ancient terms for herbs, flowers, and plants. Some say witches gave these floral, oh, gave these flora gross and disturbing names to deter other people from practicing witchcraft. Here's the translated plant list. Um, so Eye of Newt is actually mustard seed. Okay. So you put Eye of Newt on your hot dogs. In my hamburger. Yeah, you had, had Eye of some, Newt today. I had some Eye of Newt today. Yeah. Um, toe of Frog is Buttercup. Wool of Bat is Holly Leaves. Tongue of Dog is Hound's Tongue, um, which I, I don't know what that is, but all right. Anders Fork is Anders Tongue. I guess I don't know what that is. Um, blind Worm, and then it says, okay, a blind worm is a real thing. A tiny snake thought to be venomous. Oh. So they're, they, they, they are putting it. They're putting it. Radley's in the bag. <laughs> also, Adam gave Boo Radley a paper bag right before we started recording. Even though two episodes ago, Boo Radley was really loud on his paper bag. Well, You've missed the whole thing. Like, the whole, only reason he's interested in the paper bag right now is because Casey, Casey wants it. <laughs> yeah, I told you, he's a little asshole, but we love him. Um, when practicing black magic, mustard seeds, particularly the black seeds, cast a spell of strife, confusion, discord, and dis disruption. Yeah. Interesting. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, right. It's common knowledge. Interestingly enough, though, other types of mustard seeds are thought to provide protection against witches. Legend goes that witches are predisposed to counting and picking up things, so if you scatter mustard seeds around your front door, bed, or property, the witch will never have time to get to you as she will be busy counting mustard seeds. Oh my god. I know. There's another article here about um, the stuff in Witch's Brew. This comes from Smithsonian Magazine. How Witch's Brew helped bring modern drugs to market. So this is going to kind of talk about how... Um, who the people that were considered witches were actually healers. Okay. Which makes me very angry every time, you know, like you talk about the Salem witch trap, which, okay, that's a bad example because nobody was actually a, a witch there. But like, um, I watch Outlander and in the first season, there's um, a woman who's a healer and everybody's like, she must be a witch. A witch. So, all right. So got nausea, headaches, or heart trouble? You can thank medieval witches' potions for helping to cure what ails ya. Ooh. Oh, that's part of the, sorry, that's part of the uh, article title. This is by Helen Thompson. <laughs> Helen's just such a witchy name. Like I know. <laughs> well, I read, I read it, like, really fast when I was getting all my inf information, and I thought it said Helene, and I was like, ooh. Helen, are you a witch? Just be honest with us. Yeah, just let us we're, know. We're not going to burn you. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> Uh, there's no more iconic image of witchcraft that that conjured than that. I think it's supposed to be than that conjured by Shakespeare in the opening act of Macbeth. Every Halloween, we revisit the fictional trope of witches stirring cauldrons full of colorful ingredients. While the bard tapped into a real fear of witchcraft and the occult in Elizabethan society. It is likely that most people prosecuted as witches during Shakespeare time and earlier in the Middle Ages brewed potions for truly nefarious purposes. Wait. Huh. I thought they were healers. I know. What's I, going on I, th now? I think there's some typos in this article. Helen, what's going on? Come on. Um, instead, most potions probably contained intoxicants or folk remedies. Perhaps the most striking example of witchcraft's influence on medicine comes from psychotropic plant compounds associated with flying ointments, which we talked about earlier with the brooms. Um, supposedly witches applied the salve to their skin, 
either under their arms or, for the daring, the genitalia. Absorbing the chemicals through sweat ducts avoids the stomach and risk of poisoning. So that's another reason why they wouldn't necessarily. (laughs) This cat, I tell ya. He's having the best time. He really is. Um, Hallucinations and the altered mental state induced by hoisin may have given medieval witches the illusion of flight. It's unclear how widespread these flying ointments were, though, and some question the veracity of such claims since prosecutors may have coerced the confessions, which is something that never happens anymore. Right. Ever. We we trust our law enforcement. (laughs) Uh, Today, hoisin, also called scopolamine, in the U.S. is... Ah, scopies. (laughs) Scopies. Is a common treatment for motion sickness as low doses can relieve nausea and stomach cramps. Yeah. I so. indulge every once in a while in scopies. <laughs> uh, you probably do. From Nightshade, 19th century chemists isolated atrophine, a muscle relaxant that was later used to calm patients during surgery before the administration of anesthesia. Atrophine also remains the go-to antidote for nerve gas poisoning. Uh, Trophane alkaloids continued to prove useful as chemical backbones in 20th century drug design, most notably producing the antipsychotic drug halperoloid. Halperidol. I I don't know. Back in high school, we just called them halberts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jim halberts. Um, Other witches' brews were probably intended to cure ailments from the start. Many of the women and men tried as witches in Europe during the late Middle Ages and Renaissance practiced midwifery or medicine. Doctors were scarce, and for members of Europe's lower class, local healers were often the only option. What? Well, there's no doctors! There's no doctors! Call a witch! <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That's If you watch a lot of like these period dramas, it's, you know, women that wanted abortions oh, or no. like you know is, couldn't so they would like go to with this is there a doctor in the house no but i'm a witch good enough <laughs> <laughs> i need i need a little cartoon of that i need you to draw me a little cartoon of that <laughs> luke get in on that <laughs> <laughs> um well you made me lose my place when medicine started to be regulated around 1200 women were barred from formal medicine training at universities, and those that continued as physicians or midwives were sometimes labeled witches, if you were even tried for illegally practicing medicine. So which one is it? Are you a witch or you are legally practicing medicine? You can't have it both ways, men. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. (laughs) Uh, You know, I just... I am not a hardcore feminist. I'm not. Um, but I believe that I have rights. I believe that other women have rights. And I believe that uh, some men, not all men, because you're pretty cool, uh, suck. And no man has the right to tell me what I can and can't do with this voluptuous body of mine. And that is my little soapbox rant. I am off of it now. And here we go. And then we call you a witch. <laughs> you're a witch! While some of the potions and ointments intended as cures might have been pretty ineffective, a few ingredients lining a witch's medicine cabinet probably exist in yours in some way or form. Willow bark would have been used to treat inflammation because we know it contains salicin, a compound that eventually gave rise to ciliatic acid and later aspirin. Garlic was used to treat a variety of maladies from snake bites to ulcers, and today some garlic compounds have been marketed as blood clotting innovators. Which, I mean, I put, to me, I put garlic on my burger today. Yeah. Well, garlic being used as a blood clotting inhibitor, I uh, feel like that has something to do with vampires. Like, vampires are involved, like, maybe lore. You know what I'm trying to say. It's not coming out of me, right? Anything um, fishy, just assume it has to do with vampires. Right. Vampires like, are 
in the back right. scenes of <laughs> everything operating our history vampires are the illuminati and i'm calling it now yes well i was just um i was watching the history of horror on shutter and uh they were talking about how in vampire movies like even as far back as like the 30s made it okay to be bisexual made it okay to be sexual because they're just vampires like it's not okay for a woman to be sexual are you kidding me but if she's a vampire she's just a vampire it's fine all right i just found that very interesting i swear i'm not a man hater it's coming out that way <laughs> like whatever i just i have some very strong beliefs again here we go Foxglove plants were also in the mix. 17th century herbologist uh, Nicholas Culperer. Oh, so it is herbologist. Maybe it's herbalist. I don't know. Well, that depends on if you're in America or English. That's true. That's true. Um, so he recommended it for epilepsy. Um, but it's a Scottish doctor named William Withering who is credited with pioneering the use of plants extracts for heart problems. So yeah, a lot a lot of these witches brew potions and uh, herbs and whatever just cure stuff. Look at that. So yeah, witchcraft is good. Witchcraft is good. The 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 pure kind of witchcraft. Yeah, sure. we don't do black magic in this house. No, no necromancy. All right, so we just took a little break, and me and Adam just had a full blown argument about. Uh, Helen of Troy and how he says that she started the war and I say no she did not start the war men started the war over her but apparently a woman choosing a man from quote the other side is an act of war so I'm a little heated right now let's She's taking it out of context <laughs> you're taking it out of context man that's that's something else we should talk about sometime maybe just like what the Trojan war Maybe not like the Trojan War in general, but just like uh, maybe like women and the rules and or I don't know. I know that's not really spooky, but yeah, it's interesting. Okay, back to it. Uh, so moving on to Black Cats. Boo Radley. Boo Radley. He is in a box right now. He gave up his bag to be in a box. These cats are spoiled, I tell you. Oh, look at that. He's just moving up. It's like an apartment to a house. I know. Moving on up. Can we legally say that? I don't know. Um, all right. So this uh, comes straight from Wikipedia. In most Western cultures, black cats have typically been looked upon as a symbol of evil omens, specifically being suspected of being the familiars of witches or actually shape-shifting witches themselves, like McGonagall. She was I, a black cat. Well, cat, though. Yeah. She shape-shifted into a cat. Uh, most of Europe considers the black cat as a symbol of bad luck, particularly if one walks across the path in front of a person, which is believed to be an omen of misfortune and death. In Germany, some believe that black cats crossing a person's path from right to left is a bad omen, but then from left to right, the cat is granting favorable times. So keep track of how many times Boo Radley <laughs> passes in front of you. And which way? Every single morning, I start my day by stepping on a black cat. So what does that mean? It's true. <laughs> he loves following me into the bathroom just to make sure that I'm not teleporting out of the bathroom. I think is what he's afraid of. But it could happen. It could happen, I suppose. The black cat in folklore has been able to change into human shape to act as a spy for witches or demons. When the pilgrims arrived at Plymouth Rock. They brought with them a devout faith in the Bible. Uh, Sorry, go on. I know. Uh, they also brought a deepening suspicion of anything deemed of Satan and were deeply suspicious. Were a deeply suspicious group. They viewed the black cats as a companion or a familiar to witches. Anyone caught with a black cat would be severely punished or even killed. So we would be in trouble. Uh, they viewed the black cat as part demon and part sorcery. These superstitions led people... Okay, cover Boo Radley's ears. Go get him. He's, he's running away. Oh, he knows it's coming. These superstitions led people to kill black cats. There is no evidence from England of regular large-scale massacre, massacre of satanic cats. 
or burning them in midsummer bonfires, as sometimes occurred elsewhere in Europe. Oh. So people used to throw black cats onto bonfires because they were evil. Like, just, my little heart. I know. I can't. What do black cats steal, babe? Hearts, not souls. Yeah. He's oh, back. there he is. He came running in. Um, in contrast, the supernatural powers ascribed to black cats were sometimes viewed positively. For example, sailors considering a, sh quote, ship's cap cat um, would want a black one because it would bring good luck. Sometimes fishermen's wives would keep black cats at home, too, in the hope that they would be able to use their influence to protect their husbands at sea. Black cats have been found to have lower odds of adoption in American shelters compared to others, um, although black animals in general take more time to find homes. Oh, I do have an uplifting fact on that. Yes, please tell me. I just looked it up to make sure. Oh. Uh, so, a animal shelter in Colorado uh, in 2018, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Whatever year this movie closer whatever year this movie came out, uh, this animal shelter had between 50 and 60 black cats not being able to be adopted. And then Aww. Black Panther came out. And every, every black one, cat got adopted? Yep. They were Aww. all named Shuri or T'Challa <laughs> or uh, just basically any name from, I think there was one Killmonger. But I mean, you know, if you're adopting the kitty. Oh. So thank you, Chadwick Boseman. For oh, God. Yeah, I saw that knife. Oh my! Oh, I love! I love that! Yeah. I love that! Oh my god! Because they're little mini panthers. They're little mini panthers, which is what we call Blue Radley all the time. We call him a little panther. Yep. Um. So, going off of what you just said, some shelters also suspend or limit adoptions of black cats around Halloween for fear they will be tortured or used as living decorations for the holiday for the holiday and then abandoned. Despite this, no one has ever documented in the history of humane work any relationship between adopting black cats and cats being killed or injured. But it's a fear, which Yeah. I mean, this is America and I've seen some things. So um da -da 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 -da. Limiting or suspending adoptions around Halloween also places more cats of color at risk of dying in shelters due to overcrowding. Um, August 17th is Black Cat Appreciation Day. And we appreciated Boo Bradley. We did. We I think he got a little wet food. He might have gotten a toy. Yeah. Lots of cuddles, but he gets those every day. So um, Wayne H. Morris created the day in honor of his late sister, June, who had a black cat named Sinbad. The day was chosen in memory of June's passing, which I think is just so sweet. He's like, she has a black cat that she loves, and I love my sister. Let's create a day for That's these nice. black cats. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Okay, so this is an article from solidgoldpet.com entitled, Here's the Actual Reason Witches Have Black Cats. So this is going to talk a little more about specifically why they're tied to witchcraft. All right. Um, black cat, black cats don't exactly have a good rep. Since we can remember, they've been associated with things like bad luck, witchcraft, and the spooky parts of Halloween. But when did this begin? Back in the 14th century, black cats were actually worshipped as gods. But as time went on, their reputation quickly changed. During the Middle Ages, the black cat became affiliated with evil. This stemmed from them being nocturnal animals. Well, all cats are nocturnal. And I, yeah, so that's, I don't know why it's, I don't know, because I don't like black magic, maybe. I don't know. Um, witchcraft also played a big part of the cat's evil image. Since being with one, since being one with nature was an important part of witchcraft, it was common for them to have a cat as a companion. Cats are also nocturnal and roam the night, which leads to the belief that they were supernatural servants to witches. What is he doing? Cats. Cats. <laughs> oh, get your head out of there. When the black cat was linked to the devil, it led to many of them being killed during the Black Death pandemic, although cats were actually helping to kill the rats that spread the plague. So these people kind of screwed themselves over. That's that, yeah, that's fair. So that's also why I stopped killing spiders. Why? Because they. Because they 
they eat insects. Yeah, they kill the real pests. Oh. Spiders are good guys. Yeah, I just, I, I don't want them in my home. Like, I don't want to turn on my shower and then see one freaking out. Like, that's not what I want. Also, I'd like to point out that that happened, and I started yelling, Adam, Adam, help. And he just goes, what? From the other room, and I had to deal with this. You didn't deal with it. I had to come and deal with it. I was in the shower. I was in the shower. And he the, was it was just a huge. Thirsty. He was just thirsty. It was a big spider, too. It really was. Well, yeah, but it's not his fault. Nothing he can do about being big and that's spider true. at the same time. And that's fine. I just don't want him in my shower. That's all I'm saying. And I don't think he wants to be in my shower. I think he wants to be outside in nature. All right. Uh, the term witchcraft has a negative connotation, but actually means craft of the wise. When witches claimed to be able to perform magic, they were actually brewing special potions that helped heal the sick. That is when the Christian church spread propaganda that their magical powers came from the devil. Ah, those damn Christians. <laughs> We should probably say we do not have a problem with Christians. No, I am one. I, I am one too. So um, I think some of the systems are flawed, but what isn't? Though, nice little uh, nice little nod. Pope Francis today came out and said that uh, he endorses same-sex marriages. I love Pope Francis. Apparently I he's a really too. good guy. Oh my goodness. Just... Just every, like, it's, mm, I can't even put it into words. Just an upstanding human being. And apparently, also, it's come out that the Leviticus chapter mm -hmm. that condemns homosexuality was actually taken out of context. And it, you don't and it means uh, do not live with a boy, as you would with a woman. So it's against mm -hmm. pedophilia. And the weird thing is, we've been mm -hmm. quoting Leviticus since gay, gay marriage, gay everything has right, been going on. Right, right. Why is it taking just now for me to know that that is what event? I don't want to say that people with uh, with agendas have hidden that information from you. I honestly have never <laughs> never read Leviticus right. because I'm not really big into the Old Testament. Because... See, that's the issue is a lot of people that quote that shit. I don't want to say shit because it's the Bible. But a lot of people that quote the Bible haven't actually read the Bible or they've just like read the verse, the, whatever. Yeah, the Old Testament is just God's teenage years where he just... Killing everybody. <laughs> um, we digress. Others believed that cats were actually humans that committed bad deeds and were forced to return to the world. And while it's hard to imagine that anyone ever considered these beautiful animals to be evil, these beliefs ultimately led to the superstition people have of black cats even to this day. As popularized by Salem. Salem. I was thinking that. I was like, oh, Sydney, he tried to take over the world, and that's why he's condemned yeah, to be a cat. Yeah, he tried to take over the world. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's what I've got. Well, there we go. Now we learned a lot Those about Those are some things. So, yeah, just something to keep you in the spooky mood since uh, Halloween's, what, 10 days away now? Yep, and, uh, of course, always adopt black cats if you can. Yes, they, they need your love. They're, I mean, all I don't want to say all cats because some, some cats are real dicks, like... I mean, that, that's true of people, that's true of any animal, whatever. But in my experience, black cats are just sweet, 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 sweet. Very, oh. It's like it's like pit bulls, you know? Not all pit bulls are bad, but the few that are yeah. make everyone think the pit bulls are bad. But they're such little sweetie pies. Well, I mean, we've truly proven that Boo Bradley is a, uh, a creature of condition because mm -hmm. if we left him where he was. Yeah. You could have been a mean kitty. That's, do you, uh, real quick, want to tell the story of how we got Boo Radley real fast? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I was working at this nursery, this plant nursery, mm -hmm. and it was the end of the year, and we got to take plants home. So I got a truck full of plants and just went crazy on all these plants and went to my grandma and my aunt who plant. <laughs> and while we were at my aunt's, she said that she had a new batch of kittens. And I held up this sweet little guy. He was so tiny. Who uh, fall, would fall asleep in your arms, according to her. He didn't then, but he does now. And I was like, yep, I'm taking him home. So I was, I can't remember, was I at work? I, I wasn't with you. And I just get a text and it says, I did something stupid. 
and I go, what did you do? Thinking that you're, you like spent too much money on comic books or something. And you send, he sends me this picture of him holding just the tiniest, cutest, sweetest little black kitty. And it just says, meet Boo Radley. And like, at this point we were getting ready to move in together. We each already had a cat. I was like, which real fast, I got my cat in a very similar way because, um, I had a cat named Einstein with an X, and when we broke up, he got the cat. And I was coming home from Illinois with my family after Christmas, and it was a seven-hour trip, and I think we were like an hour in coming back. And my ex texted me and was like, hey, so I just want to let you know, Einstein got hit by a car. We had to put him down. And I was distraught. Um, So I I called you, and we had only been dating like two, three months at this point. I had known you forever, but like, right. right we, we'd only been dating a while. And um, so I, I called him and I'm like freaking out. I'm so sad. I'm like, I'm six hours from home. I don't know what to do, like whatever. So like one hour, it was like one hour and three minutes or something like that. Um, he texted me and said, okay, so I went a little crazy. I know you're having a bad day. You have a cat now. And in that hour, you went to the Humane Society and got me my cat. Yep. Like, and she, oh my, she's everything that now. Obviously, I loved Einstein very, very much, but he was a he was a very like aggressive cat. Like he never wanted to be held. If you pet him, he would like lash out at you when he was done. You know, one of those right. cats. Um, K- Casey's the cuddliest little cat. Like she just she. She doesn't love being held, but like she'll tolerate it. But she loves snuggles. She gives you really he- hard headbutts. Like, it's yeah. So, two of two of our cats were uh, impulse, impulsive things by Adam. They were. Yep. So now so, we have a little cat family. Speaking we of, we do. Oh, here comes another one. Hello, Scout. We've gotten on a lot of tangents this episode. That's true. Yeah. All right. So, um. Again, so I wanted to, I knew that that was going to be kind of a uh, shorter little subject, um, although I thought it was going to be longer, but after I did all my research, I was like, there's not a whole lot of information. It's just kind of like, here's a fact. Yeah. It explains it. Um, so I wanted to talk about, and we can talk about it as much as you want to, since it's the thing that happened to you. Uh, so last year, this week, so it started on a year ago from Monday, so this whole week, um was the scariest thing i've ever had to go through um so do you want to kind of just give us the quick little rundown of what happened and then i can talk about what happened after you forgot what happened well i almost died Mm -hmm. uh we don't exactly know yeah we still don't know what what happened happened. um but i almost died and i was in the hospital i was hallucinating and i thought i was a power ranger Mm -hmm. more specifically tom (laughs) And uh, I was put into like a little stasis with all these drugs. And yeah, you were out for like four days. And I was back in like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Not even. It was one week later, you got to go home. Like one week after they admitted you. And it was just like, bam, like you were fine. So you were totally fine. I'm a hard to kill individual. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> but so basically, um, you had been sick for like three days ish um, and you just couldn't stop throwing up. And so we, on that Friday, we took you to the um, urgent care. Scout, stop playing in the blinds. We're talking about something very serious here. Um, took you to the emergent care on that Friday. And um, we're not gonna get into that cause I'm very upset about how that was handled. But basically they did nothing. They didn't tell us what was wrong, didn't do anything. Um, so we went back home thinking that it was like it was gonna be fine. It was just some kind of intense stomach something. And uh, Saturday at five a.m., you still couldn't stop throwing up. So I was like, "We're going to the hospital," and you were admitted with, uh, oh god, what was it? Like minor kidney failure because right. you were just super dehydrated. And they were like, "This is a really like easy thing to fix." Like I know kidney fe- failure sounds really serious but at this stage it's not like you're going to be in the hospital one two days you're going to be out and so i'm like sweet i'll just spend the weekend in the hospital with you and then everything will be back to normal and uh like you said you started hallucinating but it it started with very minor things like um so we were 
we were in the emergency room before they admitted you. And it was like 530 in the morning. And um, they were talking about moving you to a room. And you looked at a corner and said, are these guys going to come? Because you thought that all of our friends were there. And at that time, I was like, he's just super tired. He hasn't slept in three days, which was true. Um, so that was that was the first. Actually, I think the first thing that happened was at like four in the morning, you woke me up and you were like, hey, they just added a new ending to the last episode of New Girl. Oh, yeah. But you can't because you were watching the Netflix out in the living room and we have um, we use two people's Netflix accounts. So we have one in the bedroom and one in the living room because um, we're millennials like that. And uh, you you said, for whatever reason, you can't watch it. Once you've watched it, you can't go back and watch it. So you came into the bedroom and you're like, we need to watch it on the other account. And so we watched this whole episode. And by the end of it, I'm like, nothing's different. And so that's the, I was like, you, you dream this, whatever. So that was the first going back now and looking at it. That was the first uh, hallucination that you had. And then uh, we get into the room and people are asking you questions and stuff. And uh, you had been admitted to the hospital. I think this was two o'clock in the afternoon, maybe. Um, and they started asking you what your job was. And you were unemployed at the time. And I remember very vividly, you you sounded very groggy when you said it. But you were like, basically, I walk around and I take pictures. Oh, yeah. And I looked, I looked at the nurse and she was like, Oh, that's cool. And I looked at her and I probably shouldn't have done it this way. But I was like, freaked out. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's unemployed. Like, I was like, that's, that's not right. Like some, something's weird. Um, and then it just progressed and you kept like, uh, I don't know how to vocally say this, but like, um, he would, when the nurse's back was turned, he would like get this serious expression on his face and then like gesture towards me with his head to like, look out the window behind me because you were convinced that something was happening, something bad was happening. And I had to look at it. Yeah. Um, and then you were like, oh, the Megazord is out there. Was there a parade today? And uh, then the scariest moment for me was when the nurses came in and they were like, we have to take some more tests. Because at this point, I think they tested your numbers and your liver was like something was wrong with your liver. And the male nurse comes in and uh, you just kept yelling at him. And you were like, I, I have the right to refuse treatment. Um, I know that I can't remember what you said exactly, but basically you thought that he was an evil putty or something um, of Lord Zed's from the Power Rangers and that you were Tommy from the Power Rangers. You believed this with everything in you. And it's hilarious now looking back on it. But that was the scariest because I was just like I was standing in the corner because they they had asked me to move out of the way because they had to like roll your bed through the door or something. So I'm standing in this corner and I'm just crying because I have no idea what's going on. And then uh, they get you out. And I remember one of the nurses hugged me and I was like, I don't know what to do. So basically, long story short, um, at the end of that day, they ended up moving you to um, the med center because they seriously thought you were going to have to have a liver, liver transplant. Whoo, it's getting me. <laughs> so at this point, it's like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It's super, super, super late. I've been awake since four o'clock in the morning. And uh, so they get you to the hospital. And um, at this point, our friends are like coming because earlier I had texted them and been like, hey, just, you know, Adam's going to be in the hospital because he's got like minor kidney failure. Um, so I'm texting everybody being like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm alone right now. I don't know what to do. Um, so then our friends come over. You're super out of it. Um, they can only come in like one at a time because I wasn't leaving you. Um, and. I remember Luke came in and you, I don't think you remember this, but you know, this story um, that you wanted to leave. Cause you were like, I've been kidnapped. We have to get out. They're doing bad things. And <laughs> you just sit up and you go, all right, Luke, let's Luke's here to take us home. Luke, let's go. And <laughs> Luke just goes, we can't, the Uber's not here. And you go, Oh, okay. And you lay back down. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was hilarious. But then, so it was just um, after that, they, I think they were they were keeping you drugged up just so that you wouldn't because you you were very very disoriented you kept trying to uh, pull your neck IV out and all that stuff so they kept you kind of sedated um, and do do you remember anything from then? Not really. No, 
It was scary. Yeah, I know. But yeah, um, so they had to restrain you and uh, you like you would wake up what at one point, I think I think you were alone when this happened because um, the person that was staying with you had to go to the bathroom or something. I don't remember who it was. And uh, you thought you had been kidnapped, which to be fair, I would have thought, too, because you're restrained to a bed and you're alone and you don't know where you are. Um, but yeah, so it was basically just four days of him not making any sense, not saying anything coherent at all, coming in and out of consciousness. It was awful. <laughs> um, and then I would come home at night and you weren't here. And I had to think about what it would be like when you weren't here. And I think that was probably the scariest part for me was having to imagine what it was going to be like. Cause for a good 24 hours, they thought you were going to die. So just having to come to terms with that was, uh, yeah. Little did they know, I was just becoming the white ranger. And right, then, you were just, you were in transition to yeah. become the new Tommy. See, that's all, that's all right. it was. But, uh, and then I remember you, uh, you started to come too, and uh, they figured out your TV, because the worst part for all of us hanging out in the hospital was that your room had no windows. So I got uh, hospital delirium, I think, they said is what it's called. Um, Cause I just got super disoriented because I'm in this room with no windows all day long. And I don't know how long I've been there and whatever. And I remember uh, one night it was like uh, maybe like the fourth day I had to go meet my mom and uh, Faith for dinner. And I, at one point I was driving and I was like, I don't know where I am. Even though I was on Dodge street and I was just going straight. I was like, I don't know where I am. Cause I was all disoriented. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so they got your TV working, and you watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, like, four times. Yeah. And you tried to watch Bumblebee three times, and you've still never been able to get through that movie. I get really sleepy now. It's the yeah. same with Batman again, so I just yeah. associate with sleep. Right, because you were in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and then uh, I think it was Thursday. I remember I was home. Because I would come home at night to check on the cats and to sleep and your parents would stay with you. And uh, I remember one morning I was getting ready and you called me and I got scared the fuck out. Because I was like, someone's calling me to tell me that he died. And it was you. And you were like, hey, babe, dad says you're coming down tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. So I came down and you were awake. And uh, so that's when things started to turn around. And um, they got you to a regular room and they were like, we're just going to make sure that this isn't going to happen again, but we don't know what happened. And uh, they ended up diagnosing you with severe malnutrition. And everyone was like, it just doesn't make sense, though, because you're so young and whatever. So still a mystery. And you're going to be or we're in a medical journal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the scariest thing I've ever had to been, th been through. So. Do you have any uh, any memories of that? Like, when do you when do you remember knowing like that something was when I was still in the ICU? Yeah, yeah. When I started recognizing the nurses, like in understanding what was. I didn't really understand on. it, but I just remember because I remember one's a secret agent, right? And uh, one wouldn't let me eat with my hands because I was tearing everything out, right? And then I think the first time that I like really know that it was me was when I walked for the first time. Yeah. Oh my God. We were so happy about that. Cause and then one nurse came out with little shorts. Little shorts. That's right. Cause you just had a gown on and they're like, well, we can't give you pants cause you've got a catheter and like, we can't give you pants. And so she took the sweatpants and she cut them into little shorts. And she was so proud of that. I just remember yeah. her going, look, shorts. Like, look, I did it. And uh, so, and it was little moments like that that kept me going. Um, also, you won't remember this because you were asleep, but um, doctors and um, psychiatric people would come in three or four times a day and ask me the same questions over and over and over again. Just kind of like, do you think that this was intentional? Do you think he could have accidentally ingested something? Um, what's his diet like? All of these questions. And at the end of it, they would all look at me and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm good. So they were like taking care of me too, which I really appreciated. And uh, also shout out to our friend Andrew Gomez for being a wealth of medical knowledge because he was like, when they were, you know, diagnosing you and stuff, he would be there and he would explain it to me in layman's terms. And so that was nice. Hang on. Anything else you want to say about that? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So yeah. Also it was like, again, it was a year ago. So it was smack in the dab at Halloween. And I was like, you know, I love being scared at Halloween, but this is excessive. I'm so, yeah. I choose to focus on the recovery aspect. Yeah. And you're so much better today. Um, what was it like two months later, they said that your liver was at the the age the, of a 22 was the year age old. of a 22 year old and you were 30 so or no you were 29 when it happened yep. it was right before your 30th birthday so so i can yeah. drink hard ciders again you can't i just can't indulge crazy right and that's they said that they were like don't drink a lot but you're fine so yeah so there you go um i don't know how to transition from that but uh, so next week is um, Halloween week. So spooky. spooky. Um, they do this, this thing on My Favorite Murder where every Halloween season they go spooky Halloween. Ooh, I got it. I got the transition. You got the transition? Go ahead. Yep. So needless to say, I had plenty of doctors, but I also had a witch in my corner helping me recover. Was it Bradley? No, I'm just saying because we earlier. We oh! If you don't so, always have a doctor. I mean, for real though, because it was it was just like it was like a night and day difference. Like it it took you a while to come out of the um, like the drugs that you had you that they had you on, but like just one day they came in, they were like, "Yeah, his numbers are fine." So we were like, "Oh, that's weird." So it could have it could have been witchcraft. <laughs> the doctors couldn't figure it out so which stepped in <laughs> but um yeah so next week uh i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do kind of like a halloween special we might um have some different friends on talking about halloween memories and stuff i might i'm kicking around the idea of uh looking up like haunted attractions and stuff around the world but seeing as how this is covid uh there's not a whole lot of it, which that's, so here's what I'm angry about. So again, you were in the hospital last year, like the last second to last week of like October. So the day that you went into the hospital, I was supposed to go to this witch's party. And then the day that you came out of the hospital and you couldn't be alone for like 48 hours, um, there were all of these Halloween parties that I had been invited to. And like that weekend, we were going to go to like Scary Acres and whatever. And uh, we'd been saving it for that. So I didn't get to do like any Halloween stuff, which is fine. Totally would have much rather been with you nursing you back to health. Um, but then, so I said, okay, next year, Halloween's on a Saturday. It's daylight saving time and it's a full moon. We are going balls to the wall. We're going to go to attractions, all this stuff. And then COVID. COVID. So, and then next year, we're going to get married in October. So I'm not going to be able to do as much then either always a balance you got me back alive and covid i know but oh it was just like I'm not saying that i'm the equivalent of good that covid is evil but no but <laughs> i mean i think you're pretty special i'm quite biased though so um so would you use the word modern day hero because you survived death well i put a lot of good in the world world now yeah it's true you did clean up after the uh, protests, so. Yeah, did that. I'm an outspoken ad activist for BLM. That's true. You and your Facebook posts. That's right. Hey. All right. I so increases um, one person at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So this this episode's been a little all over the place, I guess. Uh. But yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Don't Touch That It's Haunted. Uh, you can follow along with my Halloween movie marathon where I watch one scary 
um, Halloween-esque movie per day. Like last weekend, I did a Halloween Town marathon, so it's not necessarily scary, but it's just, it, to put you in the Halloween mood. So I need to figure out what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's eight o'clock right now, and I haven't watched my movie, so I gotta go figure it out. But uh, you can email me at don't touch that it's haunted at gmail. Uh, let me know what movies you're watching this Halloween season, what you're doing to get in the mood for Halloween, um, or if you've got comments on anything that we have said today. So yeah, we will see you guys next week for our Halloween episode. Just remember, don't touch that. It's haunted. It's haunted.